Police will now be more likely to chase fleeing drivers as a new policy comes into effect. Police Commissioner Andrew Costa says the fleeing driver framework strikes a balance between safety and holding criminals to account. He says, however, offenders are beginning to take more risks. Road safety and crash investigation expert Hamish Piercy joins us now. Morning to you, Hamish. So what are the benefits of pursuing fleeing drivers? Well, one thing is it actually, ironically, reduces the number of pursuits. Um, If we go back in history where uh, previous organisations such as the Ministry of Transport are way back even further to when various cities around the country had their own traffic departments, when those organisations had limitations on their pursuit, what we saw was people take risks and um, either, for example, the, the regional ones they or the, the city versions, they went past the town borders and then couldn't be chased. Or if Minister of Transport, they couldn't be pursued into private property, so people would disappear into private property. Um, so where you don't pursue, in essence, you actually just make it carte blanche for the first thing that um, someone wants to do is they just take off. So the police have no option. Is there a counter-argument, though? A Dunedin man died over the weekend during a police pursuit. Yeah, look, there is, there's always going to be a, a double-edged sword. The police are really between that rock and a hard place on this. They have to pursue people in order to, in order to hold them to account for the law and for breaking the legislation or whatever um, law that that is. But equally, yeah, there are risks with pursuit that, you know, um, whether the people being pursued crash or that some innocent um, member of the public gets involved in a crash with the person who's being pursued. And look, there are risks. Um, However, those risks still exist, even if the police aren't involved in the pursuit. If a person decides they want to take off um, and cause a situation where the police don't pursue them, then equally there's as much risk there of that driver continuing to behave um, in the reckless manner that they are and creating a crash then too. Well, let's look at the risks more closely then. What improvements could be made to the policy we're hearing about now to ensure greater public safety? Well, I think they've always had fairly strict controls and they they keep reviewing these policies every time there's an incident or or even a... um, a fairly high public type pursuit such as the one in Dunedin because it is it has to be a moving feast. They've always got to review and say, can they do better? But equally, um, those elements of the policy are, is this pursuit necessary? Is there a safer means um, that they can do it? Do they know who the parties are or party is that they're trying to pursue? If it's someone they know they can identify and they can catch up with later, then look, you know, that may be a safer option to withdraw from the pursuit and, and pick them up later on. Um, but that's not always possible. And if you look at some of the more serious crimes, if a person was fleeing, for example, aggravated robbery uh, in a stolen vehicle, then that makes it really difficult to track down uh, who that person is later. Mm. You've mentioned things have changed a lot in terms of how police are being able to enter private property. How well does this work hand-in-hand with pursuits? Well, the legislation got changed oh, way back in the 90s from what I remember with the, uh, when I was in the police um, following the Ministry of Transport pursuit um, to allow fresh pursuit onto private property. And the reason for that was that uh, to try and discourage people from trying to flee to a private address and then run inside where the police, um, or the MOT at the time, couldn't follow them. 
whereas the legislation did get changed and that allowed a fit, uh, what's called fresh pursuit um, to enable that, that person or those people to be chased mm. uh, and, and apprehended. But um, that all comes down into what the nature of the, the crime is that's potentially been committed. Is that warranted? Is that called for? Are there um, other means available? So it could be a helicopter, for example, but unfortunately not all of New Zealand has a helicopter available to monitor a pursuit. Um, so it really comes down to the other tools that they might now have available, and especially if there's legislation. And when we talk to legislation, the legislation also needs to be strengthened around people who pursue, who are pursued or, or take off in the effort to, um, to not be apprehended. That needs to be strengthened because we really need to discourage this type of behaviour anyway. Um, at the end of the day, we, when we talk about risks, it's not the police who who cause the driver to stop, not stop. It's that driver who fails to stop. Yeah, Hamish, it's a very good point you make. Hamish Pearcey there, expert in road safety, crash investigations as well, and also ex-police. Why not just use engine immobilisers? I was working with Norm Hewitt years ago on a TV series called Busted. Why wouldn't that be something to look at for, for plonkers under a certain age who do plonkery things in their cars? For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.